Blog Talk Radio. Here on Blog Talk Radio Tonight it is Potluck Wednesday Tonight is Potluck Wednesday As we all know As I just spoke But we will also be having a short show this evening So if you got something that you want to say Something you want to talk about Whatever you want to talk about You have 30 minutes to bring it on And put it on the table Alright So that's what's up um, The guest calling number is 347-884-9091 and basically, that is it. First of all, we want to go ahead and open up our co-host lines, uh, starting with Brisk. Brisk, say what's up to the people this evening. What's up, people? Nothing much, Brisk. Just chilling, 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 about to cook some dinner. <laughs> I know that's right. That's why it's a 30-minute show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my eat on. What's up, Miss Blue? Good evening, everyone. How are you? Blessed and highly flavored. Myself as well. Uh, nah, I don't want to taste that. Sorry. I'm sorry. We're not going to go with <laughs> no, no, No bantering and bashing today. We'll be good. <laughs> All right. Miss Text Message, Mrs. Say what's up. Hello. Can you bring me a damn plate? I'm hungry as a slave on a hot <laughs> Now, why the fuck would I bring you a plate? You ain't brought me no plate, and you the one that actually cooked for a living. Next. Okay. I don't cook, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just you, serve. You stir. I serve. I serve. Oh, serve. That's it. Get it uh, well, right. Well, serve that shit up in a to-go plate and bring it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So how was everyone's week? End. Put it this way. Good. Thanks for asking. How was yours? Huh? 
It was all right. It was all right. Hi, did y'all see in the news about the girl that's the Olympic, uh, the track star, that they're going to test her for her gender? Because they said that she's not a woman. Mm-mm, but I seen that man from So You Think You Can Dance being a serial rapist. Who? That contestant, one of the dancers on um, So You Think You Can Dance, luring females in his home and raping them with the pretense of teaching them how to dance, giving them free dance lessons, and he rapes them. How do you wow. bring people into your home and rape them? With the pretense of telling them that he's going to teach them how to dance, because I guess once he was on So You Think You Can Dance, you know, and... It went from there. I guess everybody was like, okay, since he really did have some serious dance moves. And so now he is he is arrested, but I hope he don't get the $6 million to get out. Wow. You had something to say, bro? No. Uh, what am I doing? I don't know. I thought I interrupted you, so that's why I was like, did you have something you wanted to say? Mm-mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all some boring people on Potluck Wednesday. I want to know why you can't bring me no damn plate. That's what I want to talk about. Why I can't get food. Well, I have something to say. <laughs> I don't know if anyone went on and listened today, but President Obama did a live call on Blog Talk Radio this afternoon, well, this evening at 5 o'clock. He was talking about the health care reform. Um, I didn't catch the whole show, but from what I caught of it, it's the same thing that basically they've been doing the updates on Twitter and on WhiteHouse.org. He was displaying a lot of rumors and, you know, clearly explaining how the healthcare reform is going to affect people. You know, like one of the things that, that people were talking about is that they're going to set up a death panel to, like, basically kill all the old people or whatever, which sounds ignorant all in itself, the fact that someone would even bring something like that up. And, it, you know, it doesn't even sound true, but he, you know, dispelled all those rumors so that people know it's not true. If you like your health care, you can keep it. But basically they're trying to intervene where the insurance companies are screwing you. You know, it's not a government takeover, but basically they're trying to help people that have insurance you know, to stop pre-existing conditions and everything else and also help those that do not have any insurance to get insured because that has become a very big and very out-of-control problem in our country. Right. Wow. Oh, I can't hear that stuff from behind me. Well, I, I, I mean, okay, I understand that the government got to step in and and make sure that the insurance companies are doing what they're supposed to do. But my thing is people, okay, most people, they can't afford insurance. 
let's just just keep it real, okay? And then if you work, you know, they take $200 a month out of your paycheck because they want to pay towards this insurance that you may or may not use. But many, 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 many moons, I was paying into an insurance policy, and I never went to the doctor. So it's like, where does this money go? Are they reinvesting this money, or is it being spent on somebody else's health care? It does not matter at this point, but if we're going to stick together, we have to come to some common ground, and if we're going to be one country, United States of America, right about now, we seem like we're divided as a country. I don't know about y'all. Do y'all, do y'all feel that we're united or that we're divided? The divided States of America sounds about right. Each state has its own rules and its own laws that it yep. governs that state, and then they go back to Washington and they propose this, and then, but we're the United States, but everybody has their own rules and regulations. What, who is really in charge here? <laughs> I'm saying you go towards the shower, yeah. It's after 9 o'clock. What's the hold up? It, it, it really, I don't know. There is some common ground that needs to be met. Hold up, say that. Has he been in the shower? Mute your phone text. There is some, you know, common ground that we need to reach, and you're right. The questions that you're asking are re- very relevant, and I didn't... You know, they said that it was a call that you could call in on, but when I called in, the only thing I heard was the president speaking. I didn't hear anyone asking any questions, and I guess we'll all have to kind of replay that show to listen and see if he might have answered, you know, that or not. But even still, I still don't think that those questions have been answered, my love. And it's going to take a whole lot more than talk Mm -hmm. to get through this, you know. I mean... Don't get me wrong, I think what he's doing is great. You know, he's actually making an effort to reach out to the people. He's making an effort to do things. But talk is cheap. And like you said, you know, we're divided. So how exactly are we going to reach a common ground? Because people cannot afford health insurance. So if they're stepping in, you know, to make sure that everyone is going to be insured, like like you said, you was paying into a policy you never used. I experienced the same thing. I paid into uh-huh. a policy. I paid a, I started off $145 a month, and after about a year and a half, it went up to 162 you know. And, and it's going I, up, and you're not using right. it. Right, and I started using it, but after I lost my job, I was paying it out of pocket because the insurance to my job would have been 300 and something dollars a month. So paying right. out of pocket, I ended up paying for it cheaper. But when I lost my job, I didn't have any insurance. You know what I mean? And, I mean, luckily where I live, I was able, I had a doctor for the past four years. So, luckily, I've had a steady doctor to be able to go to and not have to worry about, you know, the simple things. But, heaven forbid, say someone in that situation needs surgery. Like, I touched on this on the show, on my show earlier, like the movie John Q., you know, where your child needs surgery or you need surgery and you don't have any insurance or you don't have the best insurance and you don't have any money, what the hell are they going to do about that then? If you don't have any money, are they still going to see you? You know, are you still going to be treated as a second-class citizen where they slap you with Motrin and send you on your way and say, oh, you're fine, and then later on down the road there's a serious problem, but no one wants to take responsibility for it. It's the American way they pass the buck. So no matter how much they claim that they're going to help you, it's yet to be seen. Well, to go into a little bit about that, I can definitely understand that point because it was a couple of weeks ago when I was in the emergency room with a family member, and we sat in the 
basically we were in the emergency room for well over six hours, okay, and I guess because there was insurance present that they kept us there so long, and the people that really didn't, or I'm not going to say they didn't have insurance, but they could be perceived as people that did not have insurance, they were in and out in less than an hour with the same symptoms as the family member in the same condition. But with the family member, it was like, okay, we have to do tests, we have to do this, we have to do that, we want to make sure you do this. Then we're going to dope you up with some IV to make sure everything's okay. But the person that was sitting in the hallway that perceived themselves as didn't have any insurance, okay, well, here's your prescription. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is really going on? Are we taking advantage or is the health care providers taking advantage of the people that actually have some sort of type of insurance? And just like you said, getting rid of the people that don't have any insurance, thank you, bye, get out. You're fine, like you said, yeah, and then be I mean, back in there again next week for the same shit. Yeah, because that's what happened to me the other day. Like, I have insurance now, but the insurance that I had at that point didn't cover the ER visit. So mm-hmm. I told them, I said, you know, the insurance that I have is going to backtrack, and I don't have the card on me. I didn't have any information, you know, at all. I just knew that because I knew my insurance was coming through. But, you know, even with that, like, they treated me like, okay, well, here's some um, ibuprofen. And I already, and I told them, when what, you know, they ask you, what can you take, what can't you take, what's the reason, blah, blah, blah. I told them, I can't take ibuprofen and Motrin. It does not work for me. You know, and they insisted on giving it to me anyway. And I looked at her and I asked her, I said, what the fuck makes you think I can take this if I already told you, you know, <laughs> that this doesn't work for me and I can't take it. And it was like, okay, slap on the wrist, send you on your way. And I still had to turn around and go to the doctor for my doctor to order tests to make sure that nothing is wrong with me. And that that's, that's really fucked up, you know, because suppose that, I had insurance. My insurance was coming through, but then it wasn't going to backtrack to cover the five hundred or a thousand dollar ER visit where they exactly. be for, like you said, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours. They don't do nothing for you. Then you get this high end bill in the mail, and hello, we're in a recession. Most people don't have jobs. Those that have jobs don't have jobs that barely pay them enough to pay their rent, much less. So where is this line going to be drawn at? You know, this is a serious crisis, and, I mean, like I said, it really is yet to be seen exactly how they're going to intervene in this because I don't see where they're going to step in at to make sure that people that don't have money are going to be able to pay because they don't want to – they don't like to hand out Medicare or Medicaid to you in the first place, much less. So what is it for? What's what for? Medicare Medicaid and Medicare, yeah. It's mostly typically for people that are, like, disabled. Mm. And they have a, quote, unquote, I guess you could say lift, you know, of what is considered a disability. It's like uh-huh. a list that they go by. And, like, okay, between the welfare department and actual Social Security, you can go to the welfare department and get put on disability before Social Security will put you on disability. And the welfare department don't want to give you any money if they give you anything at all for being disabled. Then you have to wait. And while you file a claim with Social Security, what is, quote, unquote, considered a disability in your book and your doctor's book doesn't necessarily add up with Social Security, and then you still have to go see 
their doctor so that they can determine whether or not you're actually disabled or if you can still work in a job in your field or in a different field. So just because you feel like you are, you know, they have so many restrictions and stipulations. That's what I'm saying. Like, how is the government really going to step in here? Like, these are your agencies. You've already stepped in and chopped people off. So now all of a sudden you're going to pop up and try to be like Europe and do universal health care? Well, why the fuck wasn't it done before? You know, and now you like piggybacking and shit. Okay, well, piggyback and let's see how the hell this really going to work out because I see chaos coming. Good evening, Cornelius. Hey, Cornelius. Good evening. What's up, people? Well, we're just talking about health care in America. <laughs> I did hear that part, and Blue is so right. Um, I'm going through the same process myself, so I do understand. It is really, really hard, and you have to be almost on your deathbed before they will even help you, and that's the sad part about it. So um, I'm fighting now, but, you know, I do have a lawyer and stuff, but it's rough. And I, I had mine from birth. So we're we're still fighting. Wow. And how do yeah. you, no, I'm not, we ain't going to go into that. <laughs> but just know that, you know, he had it from birth. And so I guess that's one of those pre-existing conditions that we had talked about. And because you have those pre-existing conditions, people are like, okay, well, you know, we really can't help you with that. You have to basically develop a condition before they want to insure you. After you've been insured, pretty much. Right. Here's, here's another thing, too, okay, like personally, I, like I said, after I lost my job, I paid my insurance, you know, for as long as I could, and my dad was helping me to pay it, you know, for the first few months after the fact. Well, needless to say, I still owe them $500. They're the best health care provider in the world. You can mm. go anywhere with this insurance. The fact that I lost my job and I still owe them $500 if I was to get a job or wanted to go back to them, I would have to cost out that $500 in order to be insured by them and possibly even another insurance company. And I just met someone recently that went through the same thing. They owed, like, say, $100 to their previous insurer and couldn't get insurance because what? they owed another insurance provider. Wow. But how are you supposed, okay, obviously I'm coming to you because I need some motherfucking help, and obviously at that time I did not have the funds and still don't have the funds now. They won't take me back because I owe them $100, and there are people out there that owe them tens of dollars, but then they can go right down to their local welfare office and get some Medicaid. Okay, what? Okay, so maybe that's what we need to do then. Maybe we all just need to say, fuck the bullshit, even if you have a job, and go get some damn Medicaid and Medicare to take care of you. If you have a job, they're not going to give it to you. They won't. If you're unemployed, they used to give unemployment insurance. If you're Mm -hmm. unemployed, you can't get unemployment insurance. So then you go to welfare, welfare won't insure you. You don't have a job. If you have money in your bank account, you're not going to get cash assistance. They're not going to help you. If you're in school, you're making money. You're getting loans. Wow. You can make money. They will not help you. The system is designed to screw you. You know, if you worked, I've worked for the past, what, since I was 16, okay? So I've worked half my damn life, and you get in a situation where you need somebody's help where it's like, 
I'm not asking you for anything like some of these women out here or some of these people out here that just go and they'll jump on it, you know. I'm asking, asking for my money back. Right, I'm asking for something that I put in the fucking pot. I put in the pot for the unemployment. I put in the pot for the fucking food stamps. I'm the one that busted my ass to go to work while everybody else was out here with their five and ten kids soaking up the food stamps, soaking up the unemployment or everything else. Now I'm trying to get back what I put in when I've landed in a situation due to the unfortunate circumstances of the unemployment era and the recession era, and not just me personally, but millions of Americans out there, the unemployment rate in D.C. alone is at 10 point, what, 10.4 or 10.5 or 10.9%, something like that as of today. That's D.C. alone. And then if you got a job, they're cutting back on the hours because it ain't no work. They yeah. come back on the hours. They never want to pay you. I mean, what, what can you do? You ain't getting no raise because of the economy. What the fuck? So I'm working, and you know, you know, most people with these these Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 companies. Okay, I'm going to get my guaranteed raise every year, bitch. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I did not get a raise this year, and I will not be getting a raise this year. In fact. My commission scale has been changed to fuck me over. Now we have a team quota, a team <laughs> quota. You know, I'm glad that, you know, that the job is still there. However, it's like, okay, I'm not getting a raise. The commission scale has changed, so I'm not going to get that. So actually I'm making less than what I had been making. And it's a team quota, so everybody don't make it. Y'all all shit out of luck. Exactly. And it's just like, okay, what 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 do you do? You're not getting ahead. Everybody is getting behind. Everybody's just falling behind. There's nobody. It's not even like you're just staying afloat anymore. It's like everything is getting behind. And, even and everybody has to get a second job. Exactly. Another job. God forbid. Okay, you already got pre-existing conditions. Already, you can barely handle the one that you got. <laughs> they want you to get another one. <laughs> So now yeah. I'm going to be in my deathbed. So now you going to help me? Right. But look at the, the women and the men that have turned to the quote-unquote alternative lifestyle. You know, they've turned to stripping and they've turned to the porn industry. The adult industry has seen the biggest fucking boom as a result of the recession. Why? Because yep. not just, it used to be people would do it, you know, because they need a little money or some people actually enjoy that. People are turning to it not just to support their children, but to support themselves, you got single people out here that's running to a strip club. They're not even thinking about fuck the consequences. Like, look, I need to make money because if I don't, I won't have no lights. I won't have no food. They won't have anything. You know, you got. It used to be in your twenties and 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 thirties and shit. You should have moved, or you're you're in the process of moving out of your parents' homes. You know, yeah, getting married like and that, starting right. your lives. Now people are either moving back in with their mm-hmm. parents or their exactly. parents are moving in with them earlier because you can't afford even $500 a month for an apartment is a stretch because if you're only making 6 something an hour and you can't find another job, what you going to do? You need some help. So everybody living like sandwich people. 
And even then, then, the people that have these homes and you're moving back in with the parents, the parents can't even afford these motherfuckers. So everybody living, like you said, the alternative lifestyle, and they're trying to support each other to just do what we have to do. And it's sad. Whatever happened to the American dream? You get a house, you have the white picket fence, and you have your car in the yard, and you have this humongous family or whatever living, you know, lovely or at least stable, okay, now your ass has got to stick together just to survive. We live on motherfucking animals. And not only that, and not only that, a lot of these programs are not helping the people to lower their mortgage so it's more affordable for them. Well, you got to also think about all the taxes that they're being hit with. Okay, lawn taxes, um, lawn has to be cut or you're going to get fined. Um, Of course. Trash has to be, you know, recycled. Um, Animal, what is it, animal taxes. It's a lot of shit. (laughs) So by the time they done taxed all of that on, they they can't afford it. They can't do it. Say you're paying $1,500 a month, hypothetically, for your mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) the tax. On your house, the homeowner's tax alone, we'll say a moderate neighborhood and an older home from, say, in the 60s or 70s, tax on that house, like, say, um, round by the shoppers out in Old Bladensburg, down the street from Crossroads. Primal example. Okay. The taxes, the homeowner taxes on those houses per year, uh, about five years ago, was $500. It may have went up since. Now, this, let's say these people have owned their homes, but say you just bought this home and these houses are from the, the 60s and 50s mm-hmm. and 70s and shit, right? You just bought this home that's been sitting there forever. So the pe- person across the street from you lived there for 20 years. They should pay it off. They only pay $500 a year in homeowner property taxes. You across the street, you just paid, say, $120,000 for it. You had to put a whole hell of a lot down on just that $120,000. Plus, you paying more than $500 a year in fucking homeowner taxes because you're a new homeowner, and depending on your skin color, how much more you're going to pay. And that's just a cheap neighborhood. That's not to mention if say, you go out in the suburbs somewhere to a four to quarter million dollar house where you got to put down your your arm, your leg, a titty, a nut, <laughs> and then some on the house. Then you got to pay a $3,000 a month mortgage. Then you got to worry about your car notes, car insurance, your children. You know what I mean? Right. This, the, these, and the people that, this is the, the worst part, but the funny part. Even these houses that cost four hundred and fifty to $700,000 a year, People going house poor because they're going after it because it's like, oh, this is nice. This is new. Oh, I got a good job. Lose their damn job. The same people are the ones that have their four and five children, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, all living in that $700,000 house. Yep. With four or five cars sitting outside, you see these brand spanking new houses. You're like, damn. They got a $700,000 house with this old-ass car, and it ain't like, oh, it's old antique. It's old life old because they can't afford a new car to go with their new house. My father told me a story one day, said that him and his friend wanted to go visit this lady, right? Brand spanking new, $500,000 house. Said they went in there, he said his mouth fell to the damn floor, he had to pick it with up. With no furniture. Not a stitch of furniture was in this house. 
there were like five blankets on the floor. It might have been a little end table in there. The mm-hmm. refrigerator was empty and only had a couple of cans or, or, or something like that of beer in it. And the woman was driving around in a brand stinking new Mercedes Benz of that year. What? Something ain't right with that. And that was going on 10 years ago, but we have come to a conclusion of a, yet another show. <laughs> Go ahead, Cornelius. Give a quick shout-out. Um, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't heard too much from text message, Mrs. tonight. Um, are you still with us? Are you still on mm-hmm. mute? I was never on mute. I was listening to the whole conversation. Oh, go ahead and give you a quick shout-out. Uh, thank you for the enlightening health insurance issues, America. We love you. Good night. Blue, go ahead and give a quick shout-out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the conclusion of another show. Be sure to tune in on the 21st to the Lunch on the Clouds with Dream show at 646. 646- Seven two seven one five seven two, and be sure to tune in to Merlot at the Full Merlot Show Wednesday, Sunday, and Friday from nine to ten p.m. It's been great, America. We'll talk to you soon. And the wonderful breast. Go ahead and give you a quick shout out. Well, have a good night, everyone, and I hope everyone has, you know, took something from this, and you know, is helping them out. Have a good day, night, day, whatever. <laughs> All right, everybody, once again, thank you for tuning in to the Firmula Entertainment Show here on Blog Talk Radio, where we've talked about the health care in America on Potluck Wednesday. Until next day, everybody, have a good one. People think it's easy out here. You know, they see us in the fancy cars, fly clothes, a little bling we wear, you know what I mean? But it's not easy. You have all that you ain't got nobody to share with. I'm trying to find somebody. Oh, no. If I go to the club, they just want to take me home. Just try to have a good time. Just want to get my drink on. If I go to the mall, they come in the store. I'm just trying to chill. Said I'm just trying to chill. Just trying to live If I'd